Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Pittsburgh Steeler fans, welcome to another episode of Steelers Touch Down Under. I'm Matt Peverell and I'm joined by my co-host as always, Mark Davison. Mark, how's it going? G'day, Matty. How we doing? The Steelers are now 5-0 or 5-0. I didn't think the Steelers were going to be at this point at this time, but here we are. I believe we're, you know, seven weeks into the competition uh, Steelers are playing good football overall. We haven't needed to rely on Big Ben just yet for that game-winning touchdown. Um, yeah, the Steelers are playing playing some 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 brand of football that the whole world c- can enjoy. Yeah, and and as a Steelers fan on the other side of the world, it's happy days right now. Like you know, we're we're undefeated. We're one of three undefeated teams with the Seahawks. And this week's matchup against the Tennessee Titans. Like, how good is it? Oh, it's it's fantastic. And if I can, Matty, I was going to give a little bit of a shout out to to our to our show. You know, you and I are rookies on this team, and as rookies, we're both five and zero. So, you know, I, I know you and I are both enjoying this show and, and talking Steelers football. But I'd um, just like to give a quick shout out to uh, Steelers Nation uh, Germany, who I reached out through on Facebook, and I, I talked to um, one of the blokes there who runs a page, and then they. I got onto their Discord and I started talking to another fella. And then uh, this other fella, sorry, I do, do forget your name, but I think you listen to the show. And they said to, uh, he said to me, oh, have you heard about Steelers um, Touchdown Under? And I said, mate, me and Maddie, me, me and Maddie, uh, me, that's, that's me and Maddie. We, we, that's us talking. He went, no way. So it's good to see BTSC getting around the globe. It's great to see that. Um, our two silly voices, uh, you know, in Germany. And hopefully next time we can go over there for a pint or, you know, start a beer. 
No way. You're literally saying that the two Aussie larrikins talking everything Steelers on BTSC. This is what, like, I think it's the eighth or ninth podcast. Like, not that we're counting. It's awesome. We love joining all you listeners live every Saturday morning. Um, mean to tell me we're we're hitting hitting the German Steelers fans as well. That that that's terrific. And I look, I know that there's often a lot of Brazilians in the live chat and. There's like a couple of Mexican Mexicans as well that you see fairly regularly there. So like, and that's it. Steelers nation is worldwide. Steelers nation is not geographically constricted. It's all those passionate fans out there. And I think, you know, it's, it's a big one as well for, to the, to all the people that contribute to BTSC, um, the editors, the co-editors, the podcast hosts, the guys that write, write for the page as well to all the longtime BTSC fans. Like, Thank you for bringing all the international fans in, into the family. I mean, we wouldn't we wouldn't have a show if it wasn't an accepting community, you know. And it's and it's a community brought together by the black and gold, and it's something that you know shouldn't be trivialized. And you know, when we 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 thanked the family before, but we are really really appreciative. And it's it's amazing what how this bond of of you know rooting for the Steelers brings people to, together. Yeah, it's, it's absolutely incredible, really. Like, so, you know, we're on the Slack chat and I just got used to uh, Discord. And um, when I was talking to the fellas from Steelers Nation Germany, um, I've uh, spoken to, um, I think the guy, uh, his name is Nick, who I've spoken to on a Zoom call um, when we did one of our big photo events. So it shows you how, like, for me, how important the Steelers are as a fan. And on the other side, as a community aspect, for me, for me and yourself, Matt, we haven't even met yet, but we're pretty good mates. Um, but it shows you, you know, like this is why we follow our team, and it's even better when the Steelers are five and zero, five and zero, and they crush the Browns. Baker goes off in the third quarter crying. It's just this is what we this is what we love to do, and this is why we enjoy the season. Exactly. Exactly. So, listen, Mark's teased a little bit there what we'll be covering in today's show. We will be covering the way the Steelers absolutely took out the Browns. We will be previewing this week's matchup, which, you know, t- by the time this is going to air, we'll be, you know, littering this week's matchup tomorrow against the Tennessee Titans. The title of today's show, which you would have seen, is The Bigger They Are, The Harder They Fall. And if you think to every win we've had this, this year with the Steelers, each team they've played, the bigger the opposition or the bigger the star player, the further into the ground the Steelers have tackled them, the further into the ground they've batted the ball down, the further into the end zone we've run to take them down. So that's this that's this show's um, you know theme for this week. It's the bigger they are, the harder they fall. So, Mark, before we get into <laughs> the big personalities and the big players on the Browns um, and, and how hard they fell last week, Devin Bush. He felt pretty hard. Yeah, he, he certainly did. He's, he's you know, a uh, second-year player and he's um, coming into his own on the defense. He's, you know, wearing the green dot for a reason. Um, he's got he's going to be missed, but um, I, I still think, and, and the feeling I get with this Steelers team, and I would like your thoughts as well, um, he will be missed, but it won't be a situation where we're going to lose the next 10 games in a row. I still think this Steelers defense is, is, a, is a crushing blow to any quarterback. Cam Haywood in the middle. When I saw when I saw Cam Haywood on the sideline, um, the NFL focusing on him, and he just he looks like he wants a Super Bowl, 
and more. He he looks so connected and he, he just wants to get things moving and TJ on the edge and big big Bud uh, Dupree, like you like to say, had two sacks. It's just Bush will be missed, you know, for coverage and, and things like that. And as fans all around the globe, we will um, be skeptical of what's going to happen, but we don't know. I think uh, I think Robert uh, Spillane will do a good enough job, and he might um, even do a better job in certain areas. Like the, the hit he had on on Hooper, like that was amazing. Did, did you see that that hit on Hooper? Yeah, mate, that was a that was a true thumper. That uh, that drove him into the ground. And again, Hooper's a big man. The bigger he was, the harder he fell. Yeah, look, you know, when you and I did a bit of talking, you know, through our chats and messages, and I, I was talking to a few of the other BTSC contributors um, in the Slack as well about what the options, what the options are there with Bush out. I agree with, like, for the most part, I do agree that this isn't going to be a Shazier-like collapse, you know, and and in like in, when that awful what turned out to be career-ending injury happened for Shazier, Shazier was like defensive MVP level player at that point. Like, and particularly in 2017, he'd had like a run, I think it was four or five, five or six matches or whatever, where there was multiple tackles for a loss. There was some sacks. There were a couple of interceptions. Like he was just, you know, a couple of fumble recoveries. And he was on the top of my head. Like he was purely informed. We're talking about a very different player when you come, it comes to Devin Bush and second year player. Agree. Like even Tomlin was asked in one of his press conferences earlier in the week as well, you know, how how does this affect you your team moving forward with the green dot? And Tomlin fired back pretty quickly. I think it might have been Diddy Kikumbuala that asked the question. He was very quick to say, you know what? The reality is, is that we only gave the green dot to Devon. We handed in the keys, if you like, to the defense. Mm-hmm. To, to literally quote Tomlin directly, this season, he'd only been doing it five games. So if you think that this is going to disrupt our defense, you got enough, like, no, it's not. We've got. We are ready for next man up. However, I'm not sure the experiment with Marcus Allen really means a lot. Equally, I do. I'm interested around Ulysses Gilbert because you know he's sort of still taking that back pedal a little bit. So I'm, you know, and being sort of behind Marcus Allen even. So that does raise a question for me. I think, though, when we look at, there's not really anyone, there's only one free agent that I really thought we should go after in Michael Ken, Michael Ken, um, Kendricks. Mm-hmm. At the time we're going to air listeners, we're actually recording a day earlier than we usually do. We're coming, we're, we're recording on a Thursday, or our Thursday night. Um, he's just signed in the last 24 hours as we go to air with Seattle after his hearings being postponed again. He was the only real free agent that I would really have liked the Steelers to have a look at. Um, and that had been rumored a couple of years ago, I think when he left the Browns as well, that he had a visit with the Steelers. So he was one that I was interested in because he was, he's well attuned to that more pass coverage, you know, strong safety, you know, coverage linebacker style. So um, yeah, that was one I was interested in. Well, I've got a question for you, Matt. Do you think that uh, the Steelers with all the COVID situation and things like that, that they had, oh, I might mess this word up, um, contingency plan, that they had um, that kind of a plan for players who might have gone down, um, you know, because they can't bring in players from, from uh, Never Eat Soggy Wheat Bix on the West Coast. Uh, I had to do that. That's the only way I can do it. Um, yeah, uh, on the West Coast all the way over, 
So maybe, you know, they have the extended um, practice squad. So maybe they aren't looking for someone to come in just yet. Yeah. Well, that's a fair point. I will pause right there, listeners. Mark just tried to never eat soggy wheat. <laughs> that's how we remember north, east, southwest, and which direction they are. And when you don't want to eat soggy wheat bigs, which is a big cereal over here, they're like a big wheat biscuit. So, um, you know, and there's a big challenge over here where sports stars in all the ads and promotions go, you know, how many do you do? And, you know, some of them say eight. I once tried eight. Do not do it. It'll send you to the bathroom. But um, going back to what you said there with contingency plans, it is an interesting one that you raised there, Mark, because there's a difference. Like, so if they get a free agent, which is one of the issues with Lab Bell at the moment for the Chiefs, they've got to go through, a, I think it's a 14-day the isolation period under the COVID NFL rules. If you trade between teams, because they're technically in an NFL protocol, I think you're okay. So I guess that's one of the issues for me is that there wasn't a free agent that I liked, you know, the Steelers to pick up, you know, that wasn't, you know, I didn't think there was, we were going to offer anything. And as you know, a lot of people say they're on the couch for the reason. However, there are a few players that could be available via a trade that would be interesting for the Steelers pursue. And, 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 I saw I saw one of Arthur Moat's pod like YouTube shows this week as well, and he was talking about this um, specifically. And who he would have thought, like Deion Jones came up for you know in, in that from the Falcons. Now, yes, the Falcons are losing, but I mean he's not cheap, and equally, <laughs> I can't imagine the Steelers wanting to give up the capital required to get him. I mean, we'd probably even have to move changed so much on defense once Bush, Bush came back next year. I don't see that necessarily working. Equally, you know, Miles Jack's been rumored. He's on a $57 million contract four-year deal. I don't think we can necessarily afford him if we could get him. I mean, we see what he, we've seen what he's done to Ben on Jack, Jackson, mm-hmm. you know, when he's been playing for Jacksonville um, previously. Great option there. I think he offers a lot of versatility. But, you know, there are people like Avery... Um, Williams from the Jets, he's rumored now with their clean out. He's a bit more of a thumper though, but in terms of the green dot, he might offer you some stuff there. But again, he doesn't know the Steelers defense, so does he offer you? As I said, I just, I'm sure that they, the Steelers, if this week it's not great, will look at that trade market. As you say, I don't think the Bush industry, injury, not industry, is going to bring the Steelers down. Mm-hmm. However, I do worry down the stretch and when we come to playoffs, the way we can target that area, particularly if we're not moving, like I said, in the, in our Slack channel, if we're bringing Edmonds more into the box and to do more coverage and he's going to do more coverage at the, at the tight end position, then, then fine. It makes sense. But if we're going to keep him there at safety, then what are we doing? Which again, raises the question for me, the jets, if they're on this fire sale, they have um, last name may their strong safety. Who's, who's really come out the last two seasons go trade for him and bring Edmonds into the box. Like give yeah. yourself versatility because you're yeah. not playing Sean Davis there. Cam Sutton's had an interesting role. If Mike Hilton's in, injured as well, that yeah. affects your secondary. So the Steelers can get creative and they said that there'll be multiple players filling this gap for Bush. So yeah, for me, it's like, we don't just have to trade for an inside linebacker. We can trade for a multiple yeah. number of positions. Well, I, I even trust, I trust the Steelers organization in these certain things. Um, and if you, as you before, we referenced uh, the Jets were completely different to the Jets organization. Um, yeah, Bush was a you know impactful player and only getting better each and every game. Um, it was good to see him with the fellas. And but you're right, we're not you know we're not like the Jets. 
we're not zero and five and we're not selling all our players and, you know, we're not going backwards. We're only going forward. Um, so I, you know, I, I, I uh, don't know too much about Robert Spillane, um, but I wish him all the luck. And if he can stop Henry, let's give it a crack and, and let's smash him. Well, that's it. And, and what better week to what better week. And what, you know, we will, we'll be previewing, previewing the Titans in part two. Um, what better week to blood someone? I mean, it's stand up. It's next man up. Standard is the standard. You know, rubber hits the road now, mate. You've you know you've been around the NFL system for a couple of years now. So you know, and good luck to Spillane. And if you can thump and thump and hit, but you know, we we'll, we we will go into that in part two of the show. Going back to the Browns, Mark. I know you had a number of different strong feelings coming out of this game. Mm. Tell us. Who fell the hardest for the Browns? Well, he can go in many different directions. Oh, uh, Baker fell pretty hard and he got roughed up, didn't he? He got roughed up by Bud Dupree twice. He got roughed up by, uh, I think Cam was in there. TJ was getting hold. He was in there. Um, Baker, you know, didn't, he only converted one on 13 downs, which was complete opposite to what we're talking about last week with our secondary. Um, but I'd really like to bring up, um, we're talking, you know, the bigger they are, the harder they fall. I'd like to bring up uh, the pedestal that Odell Boring Beckham Jr. I've given him a new nickname. Hopefully that can stick. Because I just don't, I just don't agree how he plays this game. He thinks he's the, the bee's knees of all receivers. He thinks he's one of the best receivers. He's all the way up in heaven with the, how high his pedestal is. And we cut him down. Like he just didn't make any impact on that game at all. And we won 38-7. And I would like to bring up, there was one, one play that I saw, and I think the Browns were backed up into their own end zone about three or four yards. Um, they had to run the draw, third and 14, and Baker and Landry went out to do uh, – sorry, my, my apologies. Um, Odell, Boring, Beckham Jr. And, and Landry went out to do their blocking, and halfway in between, they just gave up and walked to the sideline. Like, there's no – Steelers are playing team football. The Browns are trying to find their identity for the last 20 years, and they change every three or four years, and maybe – Odell Boring Beckham Jr. once out. But stick with your team and play hard. Like he, he just doesn't do that. Well, that's such an interesting point, though, you've raised, Mark, because, I mean, and the stats the stats show exactly what you're saying. Odell Beckham Jr., two, two receptions on the day off three targets. It wasn't even targeted that. And, you know, the Steelers were well on him as well. So, fine, Baker doesn't want to keep throwing interceptions. But 25 yards, like an average of like 12 and a half off two. So, that's that's nothing. Like that that's nothing from someone at A his pre prior performance and B salary level and C being a supposedly you know the number one wideout on the on the Cleveland Browns you know, on so yeah, it is really interesting. But it also raised a bigger question to me about the rest of the NFL in that how many of these highly touted rookie quarterbacks are we seeing that are two or three years in that are just having players give up? Like we talked about the Jets earlier and you've got Sam Darnold, like he's in the same position as well. I know that for instance, everyone's going to talk about talking about tanking for, you know, um, Trevor Lawrence. And some people are like, well, if the Jets are zero mm-hmm. and 16, mate, like yeah. stay at Clemson another <laughs> year. Like same, it was all the same stuff around Dwayne Haskins. Yeah. Like, you know, we have the same stuff about, you know, um, Josh Rosen and, you know, obviously he's been with a couple of teams now, you know, great for Kyle Murray. You can move his feet and, you know, that team's starting to solidify a little bit, but you're starting to see this situation where there's quarterbacks that are just being 
let down by the members of the team or, you know, not having a good O-line or, or what have you. So, you know, and they kept getting injured and then their careers, you know, sort of finishing up. It's, 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 it's all challenged. It's interesting. Well, I don't even think it's the, the quarterback's fault in some of retrospects of it all. Like, it's with the organization itself. Like, the Pittsburgh Steelers are a really good organization. And we're lucky um, to be fans. And I'm lucky, uh, you know, we both chose uh, black and gold. Um, the Browns organization, I think since 1999 or one of those, there's one fan out there that has, like, 21 quarterbacks on his jersey. And the list keeps growing because they're not sticking, sticking with the player. The Jets, the Jets have a, a good quarterback in Sam Darnold, and he is not getting any protection. So, and they're trading away their best players. It's like, what is happening to the organizations? Need from top down to help the players out. Well, that's it. And like, you, you hit the nail on the head, though. Like, yeah, I mean, this is why Andrew Luck retired. I mean, how many clips yeah. do you have where he's literally <laughs> being thrown around like a rag doll, and he's like six uh, foot five or whatever it is, and like well over 200 pounds, like he's a big bloke, like, you know, he's yeah. roughly the same size as Ben. Like, you know, top player could even run when he, you know, joined, you know, first got drafted. You know, he can move his feet even better than Ben can. So you sit there and you're like, well, what are teams doing? And that is where we've got to be thankful as a Steelers fan because our O-line and our D-line, A, our D-line destroys opposition oh. O-lines. But number one, we put an O-line in place that can defend, like can actually defend, and I'm saying defend, but defend mm. our quarterback against an aggressive D-line. I mean, look at Kevin Dotson. He didn't even yep. make the combine. And look what he's doing week in, week out. I knew you were going to go there. You're bringing up Dotson. I knew it. I just knew it with the smoky smile you have right there. Uh, with Kevin Dotson, he's playing pride for his Steelers. This is why we follow, watch, and if I could, I'm wearing a Troy Palama jersey now, I'd play. I get smacked, but i play. Um, there's something different about our Steelers in this 5 no run. 100, 100%. There's pride in the jersey. and like, But even on that O-line, like, you know, you've got like someone like Maurice Pouncey that's, you know, had this ultimate career to the point Ben's going to reattach his whole elbow to come back to win a Super Bowl <laughs> for him. I mean, he's doing it for Cam Haywood and Joe Hayden and those sorts of guys as well. But, like, you look at that, like, you know, Alejandro Villanueva again, like, you know, someone that was, you know, came out late because he served for the armed forces and, you know, thank you for his service and, and all the armed service um, veterans that might be listening to this show or that are currently serving, you know, we even across the ditch or not yep. across the ditch, we say between New Zealand, but way across the other side of the world, Australians, you know, in America have always been linked in, you know, in different conflicts. So we thank you for your service, but like, you know, he, he came out as a tight end and, and what have you, like we, we have O-linemen, we see O-line potential and we invest in it to protect our players. Like we do that. We don't put them like, you even saw that last year where, you know, you know, Duck and Rudolph were absolutely positively like put under the microscope and the O-line still came into bat for them. I mean, Mm -hmm. it, it it shouldn't be lost on Steelers fans, how lucky we are and how much priority is given. And, And B, we haven't had to waste you know, necessarily too many first and second round draft picks on our row line. Well, it's got to do with our good coaching and organization as well. Like, as I said, in one of my first shows, one of our first shows we did together, uh, as a Steelers fan here, I've uh, I never remembered seeing a rookie linebacker go into the system straight away. It was always sit back and relax. Well, sorry, not relax, but sit back for three or four years, you know. Um, yeah, it's quite it's quite exciting um, to, to, you know, to see how, how, how the Steelers play certain things and 
I'm just very thankful, thankful that I'm not a Browns fan. Because, yeah, they, their egos are high. They came into that game and they thought they were going to win it. It was, you know, meant to be an even game. Um, Baker's, Baker's a bit of talk and Odell and Landry a bit of talk. Cream Hunt came out and said some words, but that doesn't really matter. And we smacked them 38-7. That was one of the funnest, one of the funnest games I've watched in about three years. You know, 4 a.m. outside and I was, uh, I was laying in, uh, in laying in bed and I did a quiet fist pump when uh, Minka Fitzpatrick took it away and it was 10-0. Like, that's awesome. Oh, 100%. Everyone was like, where was Minka? He rocked up to play. Like, you know, he picked him up straight away. And I agree with Jeff, um, which he said in the post game. Minka picked that off. The game changed. Like, that that was it. Like, all the yeah. And a winning team and a team that knew how to win, which we've seen in other previous weeks. And I know that was discussed, I think, in the in the preview show ahead of the Browns matchup was that the difference with this team is that they know how to win. That's the sort of thing is that when you can get a go ahead score like that in the first quarter and be up 10 nil, you know, and you know how to win, then it's just about, it's not going through the motions, but it's about being clinical and professional and just going and going through and doing what the, the, the getting the basics, right. Doing the bread and butter, getting it across the line. But like the other thing that I, thought was super interesting about this game talking about Baker, but more talking about what the Steelers did. I think it was somewhere through the third quarter. I saw a stat come up on the, on the broadcast, nine different players got pressured Baker, nine different players on the Steelers. Like it's not just the defensive line. It's not just the linebackers. Obviously you've got like, you know, safeties and the cornerbacks in, in sort of how much we're pressuring that line, but nine different players. There's only 11 on the field. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> You know, two, and two, two people two have got to be deep. Out. Two people have got to be covering <laughs> deep. Like, you know, and we're not sitting here saying that nine or nine pressure at the same time. But like, the fact that you're having that many different people doing it, like, you look at you look, watch highlights of last week. Tyson Alualu, like, just because he only had a couple of tackles and he had you know one pass deflection because he was coming up on that line. You watch the the bend that he created to that line. Like, I cannot wait to see him this week. Definitely, he put his put his hands right up there and and, and snapped down a ball. I just want to ask you, Maddie, what was your? You know, you might have already alluded, but I'd like to hear what you, what your favorite play was versus the Browns. Play, yeah, just the one play that maybe defense or offense that you know really got you excited or really you know uh, uh, kind of feeling for the game. You, you know, I've got mine, but what's yours? There are a couple. There were a couple of. Um, there were a couple of runs from Connor that I really, really liked where he sort of weaved in and out. There, there was a first, it was either the, I can't remember whether they were, I think it was the start of the third quarter. They, they came, there was a play they made, they came out. But if I'm having to highlight one play particularly, mm-hmm. it is the way Claypool took that deep catch. I really like that because he kept going, he did every little bit to sort of stumble into the end zone. And I thought to myself, you know, for someone that's been riding high the last few weeks, that's playing ter- absolutely terrifically, he's doing a great job. He's still putting in that extra effort. We've seen it on special teams. We've seen it in the way that he does block. To me, that just meant the world in that he would reach as far as he bloody well could of that six, you know, six foot four frame and just try and get the touchdown. And I think that's the attitude we want to see. And if that's the attitude we're looking at from, you know, potentially the Steelers' new number one wide receiver, I'm thrilled. Yeah, are you talking about the deep ball to Claypool? Yeah, the deep yeah, yeah. He he ran an awesome route, didn't he, on on that particular play? And you're just like, wow. 
But but at the same time, like, and I know you've asked me for one play, the play that, <laughs> that Washington took to that, like, talking to the end zone as well. Uh, like, you, took, you took my one. Uh, all right, I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll, start, <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take a knee. Go for it. <laughs> yeah. So it's, an, it's a great play to, to watch that. And only when I watch it the second time in the highlights, and I'm, I think I might have saw some comment here on it, uh, uh, Washington, he faked out, or well, Big Ben did the, uh, the pump. He's a classic, uh, you know, R2 on the Madden pump. And he faked out a uh, cornerback in a safety and Washington was wide open. And he had must have had about 10 metres or eight yards or something on them. And that's the, the touchdown you want to see. Like, I think it was going at 24. I, I can't remember. There was too many points scored, but it doesn't matter. Uh, yeah, when he ran into that one in, that's the, that's what you want to see. Like, he just, he just fed Claypool and he can, he can feed. Washington had a big game. Who's next, Juju? Yeah, well, that's it. And... We continue to say, pick your poison. And this week, you know, you know, it may well be Juju that, that breaks out. The other one, I gave him a nickname last week, Bud Debris yeah. Debris. Really, obviously, going to be important this week. And we'll, we'll be, you know, talking about that shortly in part two. But, you know, two sacks, you know, two tackles for a loss, two quarterback hits, obviously, like, you know, to get those sacks. But, you know, really, really put the pressure on and got them in key moments. I mean, terrific performance from him as well. Yeah, 100%. Did you see the way even all the Steelers' defensive line were coming in with their doing the old bro fist bumps into 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 Baker's uh, ribs? And they really, that's, that's you know, old school football when you take a, you know, you do it within uh, within fairness and, and, and not with malice, but you do it with, a, you know, a good shot and you've got to take, take uh, Baker out of the game. That's That's how you do it. You know, they, they really, really put so much pressure on Baker to where he didn't want to throw the football anymore. And then Landry, uh, sorry, my apologies, Odell Boring Beckham Jr. Uh, took his shoes off and we saw his socks. That's, I, I, <laughs> I thought he had a foot injury. Like, I thought he was trying to like, like when I saw it the first part, I was like, what is he doing with his like, shoes off? Is he literally done for the day? And then I'm like, maybe they're holding him in case he gets injured. And then I thought, you know what? No, he's just got attitude. Um, look, but the final thing to wrap up last week, James Connor, last three out of four games, over 100 yards. Yes, he only had 101 yards, but he is over 100. Average 5.1 on the day. Didn't necessarily break it for long, but got the grind out yards. And considering we had that Bill Cowell style offense to finish the game, like just strong performance. Yeah, 100% he's playing great football. And even with, uh, like you said, Bill Cowell football, we have the one-two punch, we have Connor. And then we have uh, Benny Snell. Um, I would. I, I was going to look up this this week, but I just entirely forgot. Uh, I was going to look up how many first downs Benny Snell has got. It must be, must be about ten. I don't know what site would even have that, but he's playing great football in the end. And I'm 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 glad that he got a touchdown because that that's good for his for his psyche and confidence. Um, he, you know, he, he might want to be running the ball all the time, but his role right now is to be behind Connor. Kind of get the big yards, and then um, Snell is just a just a big unit, and will fight for the extra three or four yards and, and get us a first down. Yeah, exactly. And it's as you said, great for Snell, given a few fumbles that he's had recently. Good for the confidence, um, and really good as well that we continue to blood him and grow him. If we're not, if we may not have Connor next year, you know, so good for him to get some get some experience. But look, that wraps us up for part one of this week's show. The bigger they are, the harder they fall. We'll be back in just a moment with part two to really preview this awesome game. The undefeated Pittsburgh Steelers, your undefeated Pittsburgh Steelers go up against the undefeated Tennessee Titans. 
and we look forward to giving you an insight into where we think this matchup will be won and lost. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane. So shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.